Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. Each episode will have a different theme, and we'll talk about things that help bring that theme to real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather, they point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. I want to share something very specific with you today that has made my life flow a little bit easier. And I'll tell you how I wobbled around in trial and a whole lot of error before I found this good little life nugget. And now I have a name for it. I call it Honey with Bones. Honey for the kindness piece of it and bones for the boundary. And I'm going to tell you how it's changed my life and my relationships in particular. Growing up in the Deep South as I did, mostly I was taught to lead with honey, to be sweet, be good, don't make a stir, smooth it over and do whatever you can to create a peaceful situation at all cost. Well, not surprisingly, this led to some not so good things eventually. And even well into my adulthood, I would apply honey, 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 honey. And then there would be a tipping point where I would feel taken advantage of and stepped all over. And then there would be rage. So it was honey, 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 rage, honey, 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 rage, like that, which of course is not a good cycle. And I wasn't, I wasn't proud of either state, the honey or the rage. Because when I would respond to somebody with sweetness, with honey, especially inauthentically, it might make the moment peaceful, but then later I would get so contracted and not feel like I held on to myself or my boundaries. For example, like a customer service situation where I would end up saying, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it, when it really wasn't okay. And I would have to swallow something or I would swallow something that wasn't fair or something that wasn't just because I was afraid to unsettle the peaceful ecosystem that had been installed. But of course, that so-called peaceful ecosystem was not really peaceful underneath when it was rooted in unmet needs, which led to the rage. And it had to eventually surface somewhere like a boiling pot with a lid on it. And so after some honey, honey, honey rage cycles, then what would happen is I would just kind of harden up. I would close up shop and I would feel regularly suspicious and protective over everything. And I would be sort of shut down from the start. And at the first sign of misunderstanding, whether it was a friend or somebody in my family or somebody in customer service that was helping me, I would just snap. I would skip the honey and give no room for discussion. 
I would assume the worst and not really give any air and light to hearing the other side, to hearing the other person. And that I discovered over the years was a reaction to too much cumulative honey that had no bones, that had no boundary, just too much sweetness for sweetness sake, for politeness sake, without actually carrying the conversation of needs and wants and boundaries and contracts. So all this to say It led to the ingredients of what I call honey with bones. I want to tell y'all about my moving day. So first, backtrack to five months ago when I called the moving company. This very friendly man named Brian answered the phone. And I remember being struck by how personable and lovely he was. And we kind of hit it off right away and had really good rapport And we did a FaceTime tour of my home, and we went over every piece of furniture that was going to go. And we were on the phone together that first time a good 30 minutes. And I kind of told him everything that I expected to happen on moving day, and he was assuring me the whole way through. And I also explained to him that my mother's house was going too, or that her stuff was going too, and she was moving into our carriage house. And so everything was getting planned to the very last detail. And this was five months ahead. And I'm a very organized mover because I've definitely moved a lot. And I've moved enough to know that even with meticulous organization, the day of can end up being chaotic or feeling chaotic for different reasons. So anyway, Brian and I began our five-month relationship then. And I called him a number of times over the weeks leading up. And each time he was super friendly. And if I left a message, he would always call back with a great answer. And I was pretty much ready to give this moving company an amazing rating even before they did their job. Okay, so the day of the move. They got to our house. They they got to our house right on time. The crew was amazing. And they started loading up and they, they were efficient and careful and they finished up and left. And I assumed to head over to my mother's house to load up her stuff in the next truck. And right about then, my phone rang and it was Brian. He still sounded friendly, but he also sounded a little winded. <laughs> and I said to him, okay. They did great. Now they're headed over to Mama's to pick up her furniture, right? Pause. Too long of a pause. And then he said, still in his friendly tone, he said, well, Buffy, we're we're overbooked today. And my spine just stiffened. I had reserved this five months ago, I was thinking, And he was talking, and I was starting to see red. He said, is it okay if we wait and move your mom's stuff on Monday? We don't have a truck for you today to finish. And this is Friday, by the way. I took a breath and stayed calm, and I said, no, Brian. I need you to find me a truck today. 
My mom sold her house already, and the new owners will occupy on Monday, and she has to be out. And it's a tight turnaround, and that's why I called and reserved so far in advance. Long pause. I said it again, with plenty of honey, but also bones, clear bones. I said, I need you to find a truck, however you need to go about doing that, and make this happen. Okay, Brian? I kept my honey tone, but asked for exactly what was just and what was contracted. And he said, okay. And we hung up the phone, and I waited, and I ran to pick up lunch. And he called back, and there was, there was still honey on his voice. And he said, okay, Buffy, we'll be at your mom's in 30. And they were. Next day, I called Brian. I said, thank you for making the impossible possible. We did it. But they broke two lamps. And they took the hardware off the refrigerator with them. They took it with them in their pockets. And I need these to be fixed. And there was honey still on the line flowing both ways. I could feel that. And he said he would fix it. And I said, okay. I did not say, it's okay. I said, okay, fix it, please. I did not let up. I didn't tear him down to get it done, but I did not let up. And I had to call back again. And this time, (laughs) I had called him so many times in a handful of days. This time I led with, I know you're so glad it's me. He said, Buffy, I am always happy to talk to you. And we both laughed. And I said, there's another tangle. And it went on from there. There were so many things that went wrong with this move. Some really big things, some really little things, and I won't tell you all of them. So many things went wrong. Brian and I, neither one of us ever stopped communicating. Honey with bones, both of us. And it was so civilized and so kind and also a pretty big mess. But we both just kept talking until we were able to untangle it. And it never got impatient or rude or unfair It just got discussed, and everything eventually got solved. And his receptivity to this and and also my receptivity to this helped me to remember that he's a human with a story and a heart and that he is Brian, also not the moving company. He's not a company. He's a person. And that he, when treated with honey, with with kindness, with sweetness, is likely to respond that way himself. That when I breathe, he breathes too. And that, of course, is always what we hope for. We hope that even when there's something that feels unjust, the humans at the table can untangle it when they stop to listen and to see one another. I'll tell you somebody that's a master of honey with bones, and that's Dolly Parton. If you have not listened to the podcast, Dolly Parton's America, (laughs) slide it up to the top of your list. It's just absolutely wonderful, and it's so her. And story after story of her ability to be as sweet as she is, and also a savvy, smart, firm businesswoman who is very clear about what she owns. 
And one of the best intersections I've seen of these qualities comes through in Dolly Parton. And I think it's one of the many reasons why she's so well loved just across so many different types of people, because she knows how to take care of herself and tries to never be unkind while she does so. And I think it's something that all of us aspire to. One of the stories in the podcast about Dolly that stuck out to me was when she was talking about the song, I Will Always Love You, and how Elvis wanted to record it. So they got the contract all worked up and ready to go. And then the colonel, who was Elvis's manager, the colonel called Dolly that morning and said, you know that we'll, we have to have half the publishing rights. And that's just what we do on any song that Elvis records. That's just the rule. And she said, well, that's not my rule. And she wouldn't allow him to record it. So she stopped the contract. And she said in one article, I read about it, that she actually cried all night um, about this, about how it ended up. And she was so sweet telling it. She said, you know, I hated not to let Elvis of all people have it. But she said, I wasn't going to do that because it was for my family and it was my legacy. And I just didn't, I, I didn't want to follow that rule. And she talked about how much she loved and respected him, but the, her boundary was clear. And she lived that way so beautifully with kindness in the way that she does things and how she talks about people and how she talks to people, but never without the bones of boundary. And it's such an important way, not only to build, but to sustain relationships. And I also read that many years later, Priscilla told Dolly that Elvis sung her that song to them walking down the steps at the courthouse when they were getting a divorce. And I think that tickled her, that tickled Dolly probably, and, and helped to untangle the whole thing a little bit more for her. Many people make the mistakes that I used to make. They either offer too much honey, which eventually makes them react with rage after it builds up, or they just from the get-go just close down their heart and forget to treat people or choose not to treat people with regular kindness from the start and separate the tangle itself or the company itself from the human in front of them or on the telephone. And it is a fine line to walk. And the balance of it all takes practice. And of course, it's nuanced with personal baggage and history and with the other person's reactions and willingness to untangle something with you. You know, I think about Brian and the moving company and though, and I, I know that those tangles worked out because both of us were committed to both the honey and the bones and we stayed with it. We had steady communication we weren't afraid to speak our mind, but we never raised our voice to each other. And it absolutely becomes harder when you have one person just hollering at you 
or totally unwilling to listen. But even with those people who are tougher knots to untangle, you can choose to stay patient and kind because they're likely hollering because somebody along the way didn't listen to them or didn't show them respect. So we try not to add to that history. We try to breathe. Keep your honey, but don't back down on what you came here to do. My mother, my mother's really good at this too, like Dolly. And she used to be a school administrator. She was the head of school. And towards the end of her career, the people that she worked with had named her the Iron Butterfly, which is, which is essentially the same thing. It's a soft landing, a really easy and kind person to be around, but iron when she had to be, willing to have tough conversations when she needed to. And in that role, in that administrative head of school role, she often needed to have tough conversations. The mixture of these two ingredients makes the toughest situations and the toughest people easier to figure out. Most people you are consistently kind to will begin to have a conversation with you about solution. If you are unwavering in that, if you are patient, but you can't get scared away or bullied or quiet. It is steady and honest communication without dismantling their character. As I'm talking through this, I want to add something important. I think this idea of of honey with bones is really good most of the time. Most of the time, especially in personal relationships and friendships, partnerships, artistic collaborations, customer service, and people you hire and people you work for. Most of the time, this is a balance that makes great sense and really works. To remember there's a human on the other line that deserves a deep breath going both ways. And then there are times when we might be in the presence of a racial or social injustice, or someone is being hurt or wronged in front of us, or maybe it is us that's being harmed. There are times when no honey is called for, only bones. There are times when we have to go in sharp as an arrow and we have to raise our voices loud for others and for ourselves. There are times when honey feels like passivity and is an injustice to the one or ones who are at stake. So, as always, these things that will help that I present in these episodes have their parentheses. They always have exceptions to the rule in places that we have to leave the handbook. We have to leave the said rules and the honey, and we just have to plain fight for people. One of the things that my mother has reminded me over the years about Honey with Bones is this. Don't let people make you act like somebody else, like somebody you don't want to be. Don't get so tangled up with somebody 
that you abandon your own compass and you behave in a way that makes you not proud of yourself. Whether it's too much or too little, honey, because there have definitely been times that both extremes have made me feel not proud of myself. I think we know when we get pulled away from who we are. We all know that feeling of being so carried away that we end up feeling ashamed of how we acted about something. And like Dolly's crying all night about Elvis, it's not always easy, even when it goes well, even when we do hold that clear line, even staying in your highest integrity can be so painful. So we have to take our time and we have to read the whole contract. And we can choose to stay rooted in the practice of kindness while we take care of ourselves and while we take care of our property, so to speak. And you will lose people. And you will disappoint Elvis. You might even disappoint your mother or your best friend. But the peace of mind that you will gain if this becomes a regular practice is immeasurable. I promise you that. Okay, my one recommendation for this week is Dolly Parton's America, the podcast. And even if you're not a fan of her music, listen to it for the storytelling and the embodiment of this honey with bones practice. The practice of that is in almost every story that she tells, every turn of that podcast. And it's a little series. It's maybe like eight episodes or so, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it's not something that you you keep listening to. Um, It's just a good binge. It's so good. You'll be glad that you did. So that's it. Um, for today, short and sweet, send me your stories, your ideas, your wishes, things you want me to talk about. I love when you guys do that. Um, take care of yourself, take care of each other. And thank you so much for listening. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, the information for that is on the show notes, as well as a link to, uh, Matt's playlist that coincide with each episode, which are super sweet and special and eclectic. Thanks. Have a beautiful day.